2: That's right, this is the Mana Podcast, your spiritual oasis for men. Uh, hosting today uh, for Bill Cox is yours truly, Steve Titch. Uh, with me is our great regular panel. Uh, we're coming to you from Sugarland Baptist in uh, broiling hot Sugarland, Texas. It's still humid out there, uh, but we're quite comfortable in here, and we hope you are too. Uh, We are. (laughs) Don't know if the rest of the world heard that, but thank God for (laughs) AC. Yes, Uh, we are. uh, We are wrapping up our study of Second Samuel uh, and the life of David uh, out of the Connect 360 series from Baptist Way Press: Triumphs and Troubles. Uh, Today, we're going to do Second Samuel uh, chapter 24. Uh, again, the last the last lesson of this uh, a very interesting story that comes at the tail end of David's life. Um, I'm going to go around the room. We're going to introduce some of our, our introduce all of our panels here. Um, uh, we have with us uh, uh, Robert Koshu, corporate trainer extraordinaire, now with a Fortune 100 company. Uh, our uh, judge uh, Mike Cropper, prosecutor. And uh, our deacon, Kyle Trahan. And uh, let's, uh, let's start by uh, going to Robert, because uh, he has some
3: things to say in general, maybe about this lesson. I do. So thank you, Steve. Um, so first, let me send a big welcome to I, Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men, is now on the iHeart Radio podcast <laughs> channel. So I want to welcome all of our new listeners that, we're, that are listening to us on that platform. How so do you weird. get to that? I'm sorry. Very glad. There's an iHeartRadio app. Okay. And mm-hmm. once you're on it, you can search podcast. Okay. They also have, if you go to their website, you can do the same I'm thing. Sorry. And then okay. their podcast station. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if you search Mana, Spiritual Oasis, you have to put Spiritual Oasis, Oasis. on it. Like we've, yeah. <laughs> on pretty much everything we mm-hmm. do, you will find us. And what's interesting, I was very interested in, when I found out, basically all of them are on there. All the way back to podcast oh. number 13, was yeah. as far back as I saw, is mm. on iHeart, including, by the way, Band Podcast 2011. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's <laughs> it's actually clear. out there as well. Oh. So welcome to yeah. you. We hope you enjoy listening to us. We hope you learned something about your spiritual walk and about how you can engage men so that you can improve your spiritual walk as you listen to us. Yeah, this is the last one on on David, and David basically makes a big boo boo again, mm-hmm. <laughs> for lack of a better term, and decides to do a census. <laughs> and uh, to, to
2: get us in to this uh, to this lesson, um, I'm going to go to Mike. Uh, and to kind of bring us up to date, and kind of what happened in between last week's lesson, where where we had that great gory story of the of the rebel Sh- uh, Sheba uh, and his eventual fate at the hands of a wise woman. Yes. Uh, so what's been happening, and where are we now, and how did we get to where? Yeah.
4: Well, I'm going to bring up a little more <laughs> of that. It's always fun to talk about Shiba. <laughs> he kind of lost his head in the matter, <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> More
2: ways than this. <laughs> uh. That was great.
4: <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, folks, if you all remember the big, the biggest lesson prior to Sheba last week was uh, Absalom uh, taking the throne, claiming the throne from David, and then uh, coming after David, and David had to flee the city of Jerusalem with, with a lot of his people and his warriors. And then uh, they actually had a war between David and his men, and uh, Absalom and his new followers that had uh, crowned him king over Israel. Now Absalom lost that battle. David's uh, David's men. Uh, God granted them victory over it, and Absalom also lost his life in that matter. Now, when the people, uh, when David and his people came back to Israel, or when they were coming back to Jerusalem, pardon me, they were in Israel, but they were starting back. They had fled, and they were in a city, city in the northeastern part of Israel. When they were coming back, uh, they came to the Jordan River, and Israel itself still distinguished themselves as a a separate faction. You'd almost think Democrats and Republicans, but they they separated themselves, and Judah also distinguishes himself there, and they come and they have a squabble over who's going to carry King David and his followers back over the Jordan River. And back to Jerusalem. As silly as that sound. That's exactly what happened. They squabbled and got to the point. The tempers flared so great that all it took was one man for Israel to stand up and say, uh, "We need to separate. Let's go to our tents. Let's let's leave Judah alone." And David, and that was Sheba, the person who we discussed a, a, a long time last week. Anyway, um, so the the, uh, the two parties left. They separated. And we had the story about Sheba, who then ran and fled and, and was he kind
2: of rebelled, up with, too. He yes, was kind of stirring
4: you. up trouble. Yes, he was. He was a, a troublemaker. The, the scriptures say specifically, troublemaker. And when he left uh, with the Israelites, they apparently separated from him and he left, was left alone and he fled to a city outside, almost outside of Israel. And uh, Joab caught up with him. And uh, there are going to be several names I'm sure we mention here, folks, at, at the end of this lesson that uh, you've heard over and over again. Joab and the fighting men caught up with him, and the city uh, where they were going to attack and they laid siege to uh, took Sheba and they separated his head from his body and threw it over the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait
0: to put that. Liberated, <laughs> liberated, liberated his,
4: liberated his, his head from his body. Very good. I appreciate that. Anyway, so. Uh, after that, um, let's see what we got. We go to the next chapter. There's three chapters we go through till we get today's lesson. That was chapter twenty with Sheba. We're in chapter twenty one. A very interesting thing occurs. A famine occurs in Israel, and God tells David when David seeks him and says, God, why is there a famine here? Why are we experiencing a famine? God says, it's because Saul had killed some Gibeonites. And the Gibeonites, I want atonement for those deaths that occurred with the Gibeonites. And David goes to the Gibeonites and asks them, he says, what do you want that would would appease you, that would make... Uh, you satisfied and also would make God satisfied and they told him they want, we want seven members of Saul's family uh, and we want to uh, put them to death for the sin that Saul committed to us. And once again folks if you don't remember Saul is a previous king to David and uh, so David presented seven grandchildren of Saul's. Uh, a very interesting thing, five of which came from Michael or Michelle, the wife he remarried from a uh, that was given to him from Saul, uh, of which he had no, grand, uh, no children himself. But he took five of those from her and two from another, another uh, uh, member of Saul's family. And he took them, the Gibbonites. and the Gibeonites hung them. And uh, from there, David also took the bones of Saul and Jonathan from Jabath-Gilead, who had taken their bodies and placed them in tombs when the Philistines killed them and cut off their heads. So, David buried their bones as well. And then the scriptures tell us in chapter uh, chapter 21 that the Lord was appeased. Now, at the back half of chapter 20, so a lot occurs in chapter 21. The Philistines start a war with Israel again. And this time they have four giants with them. Not one, but four. And... uh, they go to war and David goes out with them into war. I guess he has remembrances of Bathsheba and when the last time he didn't go out to war with his men. But he goes out to war with them and he has gotten older. I think Steve, Robert, all of us have theorized a little bit that David's possibly fifty-five to sixty years old. And he becomes very tired in the battle and one of the giants comes after him. And uh, Abishai intervenes and kills the giant who is trying to kill David. And, uh, and then there are three other giants as well. The uh, scriptures tell us who kills the other two giants. And then the, th- uh, the last giant is uh, killed by David's nephew, uh, the son of Shemi, I believe. So that's chapter 21. Chapter 22, these will be real short, folks. Um, chapter 22, David spends a whole chapter praising God and naming the great things that he has done for David and his family. And he gives a, a long, long marriage of uh, honoring God. And then when we go to chapter 23, right before today's lesson, David again starts out the first seven verses stating the goodness of God and how God has given him righteousness his family, which he did not deserve. And then the last 8 to 39, verses 8 to 39 of chapter 23, are about the mighty fighting men of David. And folks, if you want to take it out, we've talked about those. Uh, if you ever want to take out Second Samuel, Samuel 23 and read 8-39, you'll read about the 37 fighting men. And uh, and there are some narratives about how great they are and who they are. Joab, Abishai, Asahel, the middle brother that was killed by Abner. Um, and then the um, Benaiah and many, many others are listed in those list of uh, uh, fighting men. Now... Today's lesson: There is no link between that chapter and today's lesson.
2: I'm going to go to. Go Go ahead. Was this one of these situations where maybe a chapter got transposed? Because it seems like 23 is the logical last chapter. There
3: wasn't anything I read. That's a good point, Steve. We've talked about that. And no one thought that. They think this was literally later in David's life, Mm -hmm. and and this may have been your boredom theory earlier. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Uh, kind of played into it because David's wanting to count his
2: riches. Mm -hmm. It's uh, in our in our lesson in my class, and I did not lead it, but John John Apio did. uh, um, He suggests this this is this mighty men list, and by itself, it's it's quite impressive. But it kind of sets up the pride that's inherent inherent in twenty four. And yes. it might, that might be one reason it's there first. But no. And then he does something really stupid in mm-hmm. the next one we're, yes. we're going to read the uh, somebody's going
4: to okay. read and he pisses the Lord off again. Okay. So, <laughs> so you, think, you would you would think you would learn yeah. by now. David would learn by now. But anyway, we,
1: so,
5: not, we never learned.
2: But anyway. Kyle, do you think you could read? <laughs>
5: oh, Chapter I can, 24. I can definitely Go not read right ahead. <laughs> um Uh, Well, first, you know, for me, I know we skipped some of the chapters Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. um, But sometimes, you know, my background not being as diverse and biblically uh, sound from, you know, way back. To me, it segments it out that you're looking at the chapter individually to some degree. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. so you're able to, I know like in Sunday... You know, we're looking at it when uh, the prophet comes to David and says, uh, here's your choices. You, you, you're pissed off God. <laughs> right. And so God says, you right. have three choices, and he mm-hmm. throws them yeah. three choices. And so we discuss... They come in threes,
4: too, which is mm-hmm. very interesting. Right. right. Uh, right
5: but, right. you know, so, you know, he's saying, all right, you can uh, have three years of famine. You can uh, flee for three months, whatever. Well, in chapter 21, like Mike said, they just finished three years of famine. So for you to get that choice again, you know, you know already what that means. Well, you've run from your son, from Saul, from God only knows how many others, you know, for months and years on end, he knows what what that one is, Yeah. you know, um and then, you know, we'll send you three days of play. Well, hmm, all right, let's see mm-hmm. what they do back at Moses Day. Maybe we can handle one of those, you know. Mm-hmm. But without the context of 21, realizing that they just went through that, Yeah. the only one I picked up on was that, um, you know, he's been on the run before plenty of times, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's interesting the way I saw it before, and then when you started saying some of that, and I went back and grabbed 21, and... You know, the first thing you did, they just went through a, mm-hmm. a drought for three months or three years. And it's like, a, oh, I don't want to go through that junk again, you know. Um, so anyway. Um, no, it does fit together. I
4: didn't think
5: about that. Thank you. Am I reading the whole thing? Or are we breaking uh, that up? Or what are we doing there? I do not matter. Uh, again, the anger of the Lord burned against Israel. And he incited David against them, saying, Go and take a census of Israel and Judah. So the king said to Joab and his army commanders with him, Go throughout the tribes of Israel, from Dan to Beersheba, and enroll the fighting men, so that I may know how many there are. But Joab replied to the king, May the Lord your God multiply the troops a hundred times over, and may the eyes of the Lord the king see it. Okay. Sorry, just reading some again. Uh, interesting how it hits you in a different way every time when you read it. Uh, but why does my lord, the king, want to do such a thing? The king's word, however, overruled Joab and the army commanders, so they left the presence of the king to enroll the fighting many men of Israel. After crossing the Jordan, they camped near Arrow, south of the town in the gorge, and then went through Gad and on to Gazer. They went to Gilead in the region of Totem-Hadshi and on to Dan-Jern and uh, and again around towards Sidon. Then they went towards the fortress of Tyre and all the towns of the Hivites and Canaanites. Finally, they went on to Bashir Beersheba in the uh, Negev Negev Negev. of Judah. Thank you, guys. Somebody want to pull?
3: Yeah, I got it. After they had gone through the entire land, they came back to Jerusalem at the end of nine months and 20 days. Joab reported the number of the fighting men to the king. In Israel, there were 800,000 able-bodied men who could handle a sword, and in Judah, 500,000. David was conscience-stricken after he had counted the fighting men, and he said to the Lord, I have sinned greatly in what I have done. Now, O Lord, I beg you, take away the guilt of your servant. I have done a very foolish thing. Before David got up the next morning, the word of the Lord had come to to Gad the prophet, David's seer. Go and tell David this is what the Lord says. I am giving you three options. Choose one of them for me to carry out against you. So Gad went to David and said to him, Shall there come upon you three years of famine in your land, or three months of fleeing from your enemies while they pursue you, or three days of plague in your land. Now then, think it over and decide how I should answer the one who sent me. David said to Gad, I am in deep distress. Let us fall into the hands of the Lord, for his mercy is great. But do not let me fall into the hands of men. So the Lord sent a plague on Israel from that morning until the end of the time designated, and 70,000 of the people from Dan to Bersheba died. When the angel stretched out his hand to destroy Jerusalem, the Lord was grieved because of the calamity and said to the angel who was afflicting the people, Enough! Withdraw your hand. The angel of the Lord was then at the threshing floor of the Jezebite. When David saw the angel who was striking down the people, he said to the Lord, I am the one who has sinned and done wrong. These are but sheep. What have they done? Let your hand fall upon me and my family. On that day, Gad went to David and said to him, Go up and build an altar to the Lord on the threshing floor of Aaron the Jebusite. So David went up as the Lord had commanded through Gad. When Araunah looked and saw the king and his men coming toward him, he went out and bowed down before the king with his face to the ground. Aaron said, Why is my lord the king come to his servant? Do buy your threshing floor, David answered, so I can build an altar to the Lord that the plague on the people may be stopped. Arna said to David, Let my Lord the king take whatever he pleases him and offer it up. Here are oxen for the burnt offering, and here are the threshing sledges, the ox and the ox for the wood. O King Arna gives all this to the king. Arna also said, May the Lord your God accept you. But the king replied to Arna, No, I must I insist on paying you for it. I will not sacrifice to the Lord my God burnt offerings it costs me nothing. So David brought the threshing floor and the oxen and paid 50 shekels of silver for them. David built an altar to the Lord there and sacrificed burnt offerings and fellowship offerings. Then the Lord answered prayer on behalf of the land and the plague on Israel was stopped. I've got got a question to start with. It's the essence of
2: the part of the lesson. But someone new to the Bible and new to the faith reading this might be really confused what what did David do wrong by, ah. by having the census and why did it anger God so much? So,
5: <laughs> uh, you know, for me, God said, go take a census of your people. And that generally, I mean, in today's terms, that's who all lives here. Yep. Who is under me? Who are my... Uh, Except God it? didn't say it, but continue. <laughs>
3: Right. Census is are done. got said
4: in in God Bible. incited David to take a kids census, and
3: that
0: we're well, going to figure who... out. Yeah, I've been relieved. The open door
3: policy is in effect. <laughs> no,
0: yeah, look who came in the open door. You know,
2: okay. uh,
0: it's Bill, uh, our host, Bill Cox. <laughs> well, you know, I got here just about at halftime, so I promised to give my best, what, like forty-five or maybe fifty percent. You know. Yeah. <clears throat> and. I'm not I just got in here from training and uh, not to hijack this uh, this situation but you're the problem professor <laughs> <laughs> They're professional trainers. You, they always think that they have the answers when they don't even know the questions that the people are asking. You know what I'm saying? I don't mean give, to vent. Give, me, give my card to them and let me explain to them how training is. Really <laughs> to work. Right, what, right. What, what were you being trained on, Mr. Cox? I was being trained on how to sell. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, I've only been doing that for, what, a minute? Of my whole life unbelievable but anyway i'm so excited to be here and i hope you guys inspire me but one thing that i just want to uh before i turn it over and let you guys you know continue on since i don't know where you're at about men i was absolutely furious when my company and like i texted steve they know that we do the podcast and this kind of stuff and I suspect that everybody that listens to this believes, and I know you guys here do, faith is important. Faith is something in the fact that we, what we, we do, we exercise this faith muscle, we continue to nurture it every day as we live our life because it's important to us. And to have someone knowingly schedule something against the time that we set beside this was absolutely infuriating to me. But, conversely, and (coughs) I apologize to the professor, I did actually learn something. Oh wow.
5: right, <laughs> About selling. Yes, but here's yes. the thing. Here's the thing.
0: I had 30 minutes of material squeezed into 8 hours.
5: Oh man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 of course, of course, of, quali- of quality. They get paid material. for something, Bill. Oh, that's that's right. That's right. But but here's the thing. So as a man, as a man, I just wanted to admit and for all you women that are out there listening, okay. Well, I wasn't exactly wrong. I was certainly partially, well, not correct. I wasn't necessarily wrong. I wasn't necessarily correct, though. But it's great to be here, and uh, and I'm glad to be a part of... Uh, uh, this man up once again so
4: just threw out a great mm-hmm. question we're really starting the lesson right now into it, getting deep into it so Steve mm-hmm. just threw out a question you might throw that out so Bill yeah' Here's it and Kyle was going to start what what was what, what
2: angered God about the about make, taking this census that, uh, that David embarked on that had a whole lot of consequences.
5: Well, I was interested in you know, uh, Roberts as well. So it wasn't God saying that. All right, so apparently I no, read no, it, something no, it, you know
4: No, no, it can be either one. That's,
5: yeah. well, that's, an, either, either, right.
3: that's right. an interesting... That's an interesting... Now, Robert, Roberts right, over so, there
2: with his Bible because, uh, right, so because, because the verse says... The story. verse says God... I mean, some of God... God I mean, we don't even know why. The anger of God, Lord, burned against Israel. We don't... There's nothing that... Leads into wait, that,
4: wait, wait,
2: no. and and uh, then he, being God, incited David against them, and I assume that's the people of Israel, and said, "Go take," and, and said God to David,
5: saying, "Go take a census of Israel just, and I've, Judah."
2: No, read, Am I reading that
5: correctly, that's the way professor? Way I read <laughs> that's the way I read yes. it. All right, and so just to finish up what I was saying, yeah. when Bill, so rudely <laughs> used the <laughs> open-door policy. Uh, that. Abused it. <laughs>
3: okay, Okay. he did. All right, all right on this so, one he did.
5: <laughs> all right, so God okay. said go take a census. And like I was saying, mm-hmm. to me, that's take a census of my subjects is how I want to put that. Mm-hmm. You okay. know, the people that, uh, what is it, the, the constituents or whatever that I'm supposed to right. take care mm-hmm. of. And instead, he said, how can I build my army? I agree and with he that. he went after my the army. army. How do I build my, my power? Um. power not who are the they people I'm supposed care to of. protect i absolutely agree with that absolutely
3: well and and i'm over here looking we've referenced it several times as we've gone through this cuz i had never noticed it until the first time we did david a couple of, i guess several a couple months ago several podcasts ago yeah, exactly. where the where even back in it's either in exodus leviticus and deuteronomy and i can't find it i'm sitting <laughs> here looking for it but i don't have my Physical copy mm-hmm. of the scripture, so it's harder to find. Where he gave commands to the people of Israel that said, When you want a king, don't be like all the others and let him do this. And yes, and that's what this turned into. Instead of counting the people, which is like in numbers, numbers is exclusively a census of the tribe of Israel. Right. But he turned it into, because what got reported back. Well, there's 800,000 able bodied and 500,000. <laughs> yep. And think it wasn't be... subjects. It was he... specifically listed as able bodied men. Do you, do you think this was also a bit of a recruiting
2: Oh, no, yes. 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 so, wasn't. Yeah, it uh, it you was know our biggest yeah, mission know well, well,
5: That was It was your now volunteer. How many, no, well, how many young men army. in this town
3: are going to be in One, the one, end the, end one of the commentaries I read suggested this was a precursor to a draft
5: uh uh-huh. yes.
3: yeah. 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 well, This that's was that selective exactly service. That's exactly so what I
5: saw. He left that's
4: God out it. and he says, "How big mm-hmm. would my army be yep. if I had to go
5: to war?" And He <laughs> how gonna, "How, how do I maybe. have?" Yep. Yes. And then yeah. the number comes back and he goes, "Uh-oh. <laughs> what's to my What did mind? I do? What have I done?" What I forgot to bring God into this equation, <laughs> and to me it talks about the heart and the motive. Yeah. yeah, and and that's
0: what mm-hmm. it's and, all about. That, and, and and that's exactly and and the thing about everything that David had been through, and, and maybe maybe it's just a symptom of all men. Sometimes I guess we don't learn.
5: No, no. Uh, and then what know, I said earlier, don't <laughs> <You> know, I'm <laughs> <you know, laughs> or not? But I said <laughs> we don't learn. Yeah, I would have to agree with that.
1: Do you, yeah. Oh, do,
2: we are, we are going to take a break. <laughs> hard break. Uh, a hard break at the moment, and we'll be back. You're listening to Man Up. Uh we are in podcast 118 uh, I started hosting. Bill Cox is here. We're probably co-hosting now.
0: Um, oh, <laughs> no, you're not going to rope me into it. Okay, well I'm going to. Uh, be, before I, can't I, can't I stand, <laughs> before, <laughs> I've already been in the military. And so, I learned uh, my lesson about volunteering. Uh, never get volunteered he was, not, so. he was
2: not counted in the David census. He was uh,
0: he was hiding uh, in the barn <laughs> so, with the pigs.
4: And, and you so, have somewhere you're going. Otherwise, I'd um, like to bring up something. I thought. Do you, go ahead. You yeah, you go right with? ahead. Go no okay, anymore. folks. If if, you, if if y'all go to uh, verses 18, um, oops, wrong. <laughs> Give me a minute, folks. We are up? in, sec- we are in chapter 24, 24, second 21, Samuel 24, second. 21, 21. My apologies. Second Samuel, 24, uh, verse 21. Okay, you got this fam. Pardon me. This disease or plague. this come on. What they said? 70,000 people mm-hmm. have died already. Right. And you got Aruna who's out here on his threshing floor probably trying to harvest some wheat and grain and things like that. And everybody knows who David is. David kills somebody if they get in the way. Joab kills somebody if they get in the way. Uh, And David takes their head off or has Benaiah, his his top right-hand man, take their head off, anything like that. And now he's seen for the last three days, he's probably heard thousands upon thousands of people have died of a plague. So he's out here, threshing on his floor, and he sees the king heading toward him. Okay. So the king comes up to him, and he says, um, um, Arunus says, Why and I think he's very, very nervous. Why has why my lord the
0: king call.
4: come to a servant? Does it, and, and, and David says, Well, to buy your threshing floor, David answered, so I can build an altar to the lord that, the plague on the people may be stopped. And I can picture Aruna holding his neck and taking a big sigh of <laughs> relief. Okay, so you go a little further, and, and, and Aruna said to David, ha, ha, Boy, <laughs> let my lord the king take whatever he wants. You can have everything, and you can offer it up to your God.
2: Here are oxen. He's, he's here, here.
4: Take, yes, the oxen. take everything here. you want. Here <laughs> are oxen.
2: He's pointing here, everything are,
4: out. Yes, here are threshing the sledges, here are yoke for the oxes, And yokes for wood that you can use to (laughs) burn for a fire offering to the Lord. Okay, Aruna gives all this to you, all this to the king. And Runa also said to him, May the Lord your God accept whatever you offer here. He says, Accept you. He says, But I'm thinking to myself, he's saying, But don't cut off my head. <laughs> and if the Lord doesn't accept
0: your offer, <laughs> please don't cut off my head. After well, the and, offer. you know, it's, it's kind of how, funny because. That's right. But yeah, yeah, no. he, it's not that he wanted, to, and you're absolutely right, it's not that he wanted to help end the plague, which he probably did. He, he, I mean, when, when that many people are getting killed that quickly, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, knows. It, everybody knows. Yeah. Okay, so, but he was just trying to save his own hide. Oh yeah, when because, you see you the know, king
4: coming you, and yeah, mm-hmm. all these thousand people are dying and everything's going wrong, what are you going <laughs> to think? Is he going to come tell me I'm the cause
3: of the plague? <laughs> yeah, no question about it. Yeah, so I would be worried about that.
1: <laughs> just, <Yeah>.
3: just saying. <laughs> I mean, we just saw, we just saw,
2: and this is this is an interesting part of it. Um, we did we didn't cover it. You read it that he shipped off seven of Saul's so 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 grandchildren, grandchildren. grandchildren to pay off this ancient what was by now, you know, a generation old blood debt. Okay, yep. well, that that makes a good point, Steve. What you bring in here. Again, the anger
4: of the Lord burned against Israel. Mm-hmm. Is this something in the back of God's mind that nobody has mm-hmm. any any idea about? Such as Saul's seven grandchildren mm-hmm. that the Gideonites, mm-hmm. Gideonites wanted dead. In other words, these things pop up from here or there every once in a while. So I'm looking for an answer to here, but we never mm-hmm. see
2: the answer. The no, reason. no. And God I mean, here, here we have angry. another, and this is another one, of those troubling things where we have collective justice or collective retribution meted out for something that David did. I mean, God sends this play that kills 70,000 Israelites Mm. throughout the country. Mm. He seems to show mercy by holding things before they get to Jerusalem, but that's not... That's cold comfort for people in Hebron or or Beersheba. Yeah, and I mean it's... it's, uh, this is this is I think one of the big stumbling blocks about about God. Why why does he do this and just uh,
5: free will as well? And,
2: and 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 like why does he take it out on on a bunch of Israel a bunch of Israelites who really
5: had no say in the matter? No, I think I th- it was free will for David. Mm-hmm. Here's your choice. Mm-hmm. How do you want to deal with this? Do you take it upon yourself, which would have been the Best part for mm-hmm. him to do and say, "I will run from whoever for mm-hmm. three months. I can do that." Uh-uh. You know, he didn't go there. We can give you famine on the land. Mm-hmm. Well, if we just went through that one in chapter twenty-one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think we'll skip that. I'll take that plague thing. You know? <laughs> well, he says, "Do not uh-huh. turn me over to the hands of Are going to say something? I was going to say.
4: Make no
0: I think it's consequence. Mm-hmm. You, you're a leader. And when you take on the role of leadership, these are your lambs. These are the things that you're responsible Mm -hmm. for. And when bad stuff happens because of your poor decisions, it's on you. And David was a huge figure in, in history, and that's why his failure were equally colossal. Plain and simple and 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 I think in It's hard for a little man To have big failures a little man has little failures because that's the only opportunity he has But you have a big man Who's propped up in a big way when he has failures his failures are big Mm -hmm. and they're only magnified The higher you are the harder you fall
2: well said I I think with that, uh, are there any more comments on this particular lesson? Because there's a good segue into...
3: into I think that this is one... And by the way, it was Deuteronomy 17, starting in verse
2: 14.
3: Mm -hmm. And he talked about taxes and taking Mm -hmm. too many... All the things the kings weren't supposed to do was almost a checklist for, yeah, he did Mm -hmm. that, yep, got that one done, (laughs) yep, Mm -hmm. did that one... Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, that you could do. And yeah, I just, I just, I think this, the Lord wanted the count, but I think David took it another way, as Kyle said. You know, he took it as, oh, what, what have I accumulated?
4: <laughs> yeah. One thing he, one final thing I think, uh, in verse 17, um, David repents when he sees Angel standing over the threshing floor of Arunah. Right. And he says, I am the one who has sinned. And I have done wrong. All the Israelites are but sheep. You know why are you killing them? What have they done? He your hand question. fall upon mm-hmm. me, and then he adds, and my family. Why is family? Why not just? <laughs> David? I think it's. I think that's
2: part of you know the, the, the tradition. Part that Bill said. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. I do. I do want to. Actually, I'm glad you brought that up because I'll read this section from Deuteronomy 17, which is kind of like the commandment to the Israelites as to as to what a king is supposed to do. Because it's gonna. It. Might, I, what I'd like to do is is now look at kind of this whole life of David. This whole retrospective we've done and kind of look at, 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 at you know, sum things up. But in Deuteronomy 17, chapter 17, verses 14 through 20. This is God giving, giving the law to the people of Israel, but while they're still in the wilderness. So, so this is before they actually get to the promised land. But the, he writes When you enter the land that the Lord your God is giving you, and have taken possession of it and settled in it, and you say, Let us set a king over us, like all the nations around us. Be sure to appoint over you the king the Lord your God chooses. He must be from among your own brothers. Do not place a foreigner over you, one who is not a brother Israelite. The king, moreover, must not acquire great numbers of horses for himself or make the people return to Egypt to get more of them. For the Lord has told you, you are not to go back that way again. He must not take many wives or his heart will be led astray. He must not accumulate large amounts of silver and gold. When he takes the throne of his kingdom, he is to write for himself on a scroll a copy of this law taken from that of the priests who are the Levites. It is to be with him and he is to read it all the days of his life so that he may learn to revere the Lord his God and follow carefully all the words of this law and these decrees and not consider himself better than his brothers and turn from the law to the right, or to the left. Then he and his descendants will reign a long time over his kingdom of Israel. It's in, well, well, well we're not here, maybe this will, we'll see. It's, it's this is a good, a good segment. text segment because God here is saying the ruler is not above my law. Right. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And he also really lays down that he expects uh, the king to be really, a, truly a representative of God on earth. But but look at le- looking back at David, where you know what do we learn from all this?
3: Yeah, and and, and I think this is going to go all the way back to I'd have to get the exact number: podcast one hundred seven, one hundred eight, one hundred six, somewhere in there, because we kind of did a triumph and, and tribulations in one hundred nine. Steve referred to it as the the action montage segment of a war movie. <laughs> where we kind of ran through David and all the victories mm-hmm. he had. And he was a guy who was a man after God's own heart. Had mm-hmm. everything he wanted. God gave him everything. Had a little hiccup there with the mm-hmm. temple thing. But I, I think he took that fairly well. You know, because because mm-hmm. I think at first you know, when he mentioned I want to build a temple Nathan jumped on mm-hmm. board immediately. Then Nathan, oh wait, 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 wait. Got an image from God. Mm-hmm. No, okay, fine.
5: But then he took a walk on the palace rooftop how many wives did he have at that point
2: Quite
4: a number, three or four, in several
5: Yeah, yeah. So don't take too many wives, right. or you'll get convoluted, mm-hmm. and that's what happened yeah. to him. Yeah, and How many had... wives is too many wives in that scenario? Two of Deuteronomy. <laughs> 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 one. Yeah, I was thinking. I was with Bill. I'm with one. Mm-hmm. One is plenty.
3: Oh, I thought even one was too many. <laughs> uh, one is
5: enough. Two is too many. Is
3: the right way. But but it, but, it, but I think and, and I think and, and let's talk about this because we spent some time on this. As we went through, because it all did kind of go downhill there with Bathsheba. Mm-hmm. And because we traced the whole family thing back to that, right? Mm
5: hmm.
3: Yeah. You know? and all then, family issues. Oh, and yeah. Then, yeah. And then Amon just decides to follow in daddy's footsteps. And, I want my sister, uh-huh. you know, half sister, but, you know, I want her. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, the whole Absalom thing. It. That
4: had he not had multiple wives and multiple children that may not be in this in the, in oh, the Bible, right? Would y'all, y'all agree with that? I would that, think so. In other words, what you think is a blessing often turns out to be a curse. I'm sure he thought having many wives when he was 30 years old was a great (laughs) blessing right? Right. I'm sure he thought
0: that (laughs) you know to me me what it says is this and I I like the fact that we get to study pretty much the whole life of David and even a person that is after God's own heart is going to have troubles, it's going to be ups and downs and the thing that it really sticks out to me about David's life is that period um, when he just basically mailed it in. He didn't discipline his son, and then one son killed the other son for the rape of Tamar, and he was he just kind of checked out. But ultimately, he was redeemed after he had he went through other troubles and. And so, if you're if you're a man and you have the opportunity to live long, there is there is redemption, but there's also additional troubles too. But the main thing, is, especially as is being a man, as great of a leader as David was, you have to stay engaged. You have to keep at it. It's not going to be given to you. You have to work at it. Even being. A, a, a man after God's own heart, and just like us, we're working this faith muscle every week by our fellowship, our uh, our worship, doing this podcast. But it all comes down to being a leader and what God expects us to do, and measuring up to that. And it's a it's a, it's a daily. It's not necess- at times it's a challenge. Uh. It's a daily struggle at times, but then ultimately, there's times that it's a mountaintop experience. And But like d- what David had, he had plenty of mountaintop experiences. But what happens with mountaintop experiences, you're at the top, you're by yourself, you're typically not there very long. So the vast majority of your life as a man, you're either going up the mountain or you're going down the mountain. Absolutely. Yep. And, and, and that's it. And
5: how long do people stay on the top of Everest? They spend months preparing and getting there, and they spend ten minutes at best. Usually, it's years. Well, but yeah. just for that initial oh, trip,
3: the summit climb itself, <clears throat> right? Is, right. Uh,
2: the, what what I what I'm coming away here, is that, you know, David is mentioned in the pantheon of Bible heroes. Oh, David is. I, I don't he's think he, there. I don't think he really belongs there, or <laughs> certainly certainly on the level of others. Moses, uh, it, I, coming away, it, it, he's a very complex character. I, I did this is roughly. His story is among the most detailed in the Old Testament. Um, it runs about forty-two chapters between First and Second Samuel, wow. which is almost two gospels. About about, about two gospels. Um, by contrast, Solomon, who is who was another great king, gets twelve chapters. Saul got twenty-three. Elijah, who is one of the great heroes, gets six. My, probably Moses gets the most space, and, and some of that is his own, you know, the law and all that. But there, there's obviously the, the first five books, um, four of them he's the predominant character in, the predominant personality. But think, you know, think of it Abraham comes and goes. We get this really long saga of David, and it's, it's very much, very much a complex life. And often, I'm glad we studied it because often we only hit the high points, or the the, the being the, the battle with uh, Goliath, or the, the the lesson of Bathsheba in isolation. But we don't look at this whole That's whole a thing that, that that the narrative. We got the narrative. It, it kinds of it is it is at many parts tragic. He does not he does not have a sad ending. His son will carry on, but it's bittersweet. It's very bittersweet.
0: Well, but that's back back in the day, fame is a public prison. <laughs> yeah. And and that's and that's the way he lived. You know, being famous, being the king, you're exalted, but your failures are also exalted, mm-hmm. okay? By other people. And that's the that's the double-edged sword of the fame back then. And I and I think that for us as men to realize if you if you strive to be a David, <laughs> there's a lot of pitfalls that are going to go with it.
4: Mm-hmm. Well, you, it's a very interesting point you just made. Uh, who do we look at today compared to that? The royals.
0: And how well do you know them? Right? <laughs> yeah.
4: Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The royals, the king, uh, in this case the queen of England, and the whole family, and they were put in the spotlight. They are in the spotlight 24-7 are there. Yeah, right. yep. You can't mm-hmm. go to the eutotum and buy a cup of coffee if you're a royal, right? You can't go mm-hmm. anywhere. You are actually it's in a, a prison, like a prison. you said, mm-hmm. whatever you guys right. said. Uh, and, and, and so David David is, is brought to us because it says he's a man after God's mm-hmm. own heart. Didn't say he was going to be perfect, didn't say he was perfect. But he sinned, but he also repented. Now we're going to see, continuing on into Solomon, if we had done a lesson with Solomon, he followed in his dad's footsteps multiple wives up and down. And just like he read in chapter 17, when you have multiple wives and you marry out of your country and into the foreigners, they take you away from the Lord. You start following their idols. Yep. And so we will see if, if you folks continue on and read... Uh, I think First Kings, First, First Kings, yeah, First, they, Kings. They First life hell, Second they,
2: Chronicles, First Kings. Yeah, and maybe, maybe we'll we do that next year. <laughs> no, we're doing it
1: now. No, 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 The book they, they, may, uh, they may carry
2: on with the with the histories yeah. in, in a future volume. I it's, So I want
5: to th- no. throw something out there. Just I think we're kind of doing that wrap up on mm-hmm. here on yeah. the David thing. I had to step out for a minute, so I missed somewhere you let in. Um, But back to Absalon, it was just a parallel that I thought of the other day when I was just thinking about him. He was very much like a terrorist to me. You know, he he went down a a path, he killed his brother, and then after that everything just gets easier to, you know, do. But he obviously was well-spoken and he was able to amass a lot of people under his rule. He was charismatic. That's a wonderful word. but to me, you know, because of that part of the world, there's so much terror that still exists in that realm, and that people are just trying to take power from someone else. And it just—it was an interesting parallel of Absalom to a terrorist, just trying to push for the power, you know, and to take over. But it still exists there today in that same region of the world. We have so many issues. I mean, Israel's in the news all the time.
2: You know.
3: Interesting. So interesting.
2: I, I kind of think, you know, looking back at that verse from, from Deuteronomy and Samuel, the prophet Samuel, way back in 1 Samuel, kind of shaking his head about the whole idea. God was right. The king was not a good idea. And if we look at it, David was the best guy they could find. We we're practically told that in Scripture. God points him out. You know, line him up, Jesse. No, not him. Him, 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 him. Like he—he's the—he's the number one draft pick. He's gonna—he's gonna be the star quarterback. And yes, he was a. There was there were no there was no ambiguity like there was with Saul with hanging it hanging around in the baggage and, you know, not wanting David was was set up as the guy, to rule. You know, the guy after the man after God's own heart. The, the the humble, worshipping, uh, a strong leader, and yet at the end of the day he falls victim to his own human weaknesses. He's, and it, it, my takeaway of this, and to to, to to ground this into the New Testament, and I don't I don't want to I, I do not want to get into trouble with any other faiths, but why would anybody think God would model his kingdom on this? on an earthly on the earthly method because even Israel fell into being like all the other kingdoms around him. even David couldn't keep that law couldn't keep couldn't keep you know maybe he never wrote it down maybe he stopped reading it he certainly wrote some psalms so we can't say he completely abandoned God but i you know and i think at the end of the day Jesus fulfills this idea of what God's king is like and what God's and it offers a window into God's kingdom, and it's nothing like this. It's nothing like the human model of the throne, or now we've, we've evolved into you know president or prime minister. minister. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but getting back to what you're saying, this idea where power is passed on, or else it's it's overthrown and somebody else comes in. Uh, that God's kingdom is is a completely different model.
3: I think well, that's, why, yeah, I think, scared, I think that's why the Pharisees couldn't mm-hmm. couldn't recognize Jesus. They were too busy looking for David, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and 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 crazily so if you think about it, because yes. they had all the David Bathsheba story, mm-hmm. they knew all the bad mm-hmm. things about David, and they still were looking for David. Mm-hmm. They were looking for the David pre-Bathsheba. Yeah,
4: mm-hmm. the most perfect person that God could point to be king was the forefather to Jesus or it was yeah. through his lineage that mm-hmm. Jesus yeah. came, which I'm mean, yeah. so glad you pointed mm-hmm. out. And mm-hmm. so no matter how perfect we try to be and we try to serve the Lord with all our heart, we try not to sin. We cannot not sin. And I think that's what God is pointing out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most loving man that he chooses to be king and, and each day we live... We're going to sin. We can try not to. And he uses all this if you put everything in perspective from Genesis to Revelation. And that's simply the perfect one would come. And he, David, he told David, You're going to, your, your kingdom will be eternal. And he doesn't say specifically the Messiah will come through you, but when he says your kingdom will be eternal... He's pretty much telling David that your, uh, your dynasty will live onward. At, we don't know that David knew that or not, but it was really saying the Christ was going to come through your, your, your heritage no, and it, your it, family.
3: It, it's not just David. Because, you know, Matthew 1, starting in verse 5, Salmon the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab, Boaz the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth, Obed the father of Jesse, and Jesse the father of King David. David was the father of Solomon, whose mother had been Uriah's wife.
4: Right, right.
3: We're, we're.
2: As I said, we've reached the end of the current uh, lesson book. Uh, Robert, tell our iHeart list, iHeart Radio listeners, where to
3: find us on social media, and ah. give us a little bit of preview of what will be starting next week. So, you can find us on Facebook at Man Up Spiritual Oasis. We are on Twitter at manupspiritualoasis.com All of our podcasts are iCar archived out on SoundCloud. You can also get to them, of course, on iHeartRadio. Radio. And finally, we have a website, www.man-upspiritualoasis.com where you can get to all of our social media as well as some blogs and Semi-unfortunately for you, because we very much have faces for radio. You can see what we look like. Um, So we're starting a new... stuff. We have wrapped up David, um, kind of much to our sorrow. Um, We've really enjoyed David. Um, And and I thought we couldn't do anything better, and lo and behold, we're doing the next Connect 360 book. It's called Pillars. Still standing after centuries of change is the subtext. And I'm going to compare it to we're gonna get the abstract of God's law for right around 11 or 12 weeks followed by the executive summary. <laughs> so, for those of y'all, we're gonna do the Ten Commandments. And we're gonna do an opening followed by one commandment per week, followed by the New Testament, the greatest commandment, hence the executive summary version of <laughs> uh, And I'm really looking forward to it. This is something We have discussed multiple times on our podcast. Um, Steve and I have had some conversations independent too, but Steve brought up the Me Too movement, Um, Jeffrey Epstein, you know, uh, men who place themselves above power and above the law, and what happens if you do. So we're going to be taking a hard look at in today's society with our politically correct world, because, you know, we all got to be politically correct are there moral absolutes anymore? And we'll be looking at that, I think, for the next 13 weeks. So I'll be dialing in a few of them. I know I'm going to be in Midland, some in Oklahoma, (laughs) some. So I'll be on the speakerphone for some.
2: Uh. (laughs) Well, guys, we're going to be looking forward to that. We thank you for listening uh, this week. Again, for our host, late coming host, Bill Cox, uh, the professor, Robert Koshu, Deacon Kyle Trahan, the prosecutor, and Judge Michael Cropper. Yours truly, Steve Titch. This has been Man Up.
0: You've been listening to Man Up.
1: you want and I want the truth. You can't handle the truth.
0: Dedicated to the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men.
4: If I were the man I was five years ago,
2: I take a flamethrower to this
0: place! You can contact us on Facebook under Man-Up, post questions, and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up Podcast.